hello guys good morning you are welcome to the tipping point i believe that we had a great yesterday and we also had a great night rest yesterday we talked about transitioning from the point of faith from the point of fear to the point of faith and i explained to us how our perception of god increases whenever it is that we focus on god whenever whatever thing we focus on expands if i can take a short recap of the story of peter walking on the water on the sea he saw jesus coming he saw jesus walking he focused on jesus he remembered how jesus told him to fish to just let down his net and he caught fish that almost broke his boat and he even had to get another boat he also remembered how jesus fed five thousand and all of those and i'm sure that was what was pain on his mind so when that faith pushed him to ask jesus can i come because he was sure of god's ability to hold him if jesus could walk on the water so could i and he started coming his eyes was focused on jesus his feet was her life but the moment he began to look at the boisterous sea around him he started to drown so as much as possible as you go through today don't look at the boisterous waters around us don't look at the sad economic reflection of the society don't look at the sad the economy don't look at the society just look onto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith you cannot look up and look down at the same time so it's either you look down or you look up my advice is look up so i want to talk about how we can conquer faith i mean conquer our fear and learn to live the best life we can that god has designed for us i will talk about god's confidence in god's ability in you you are special you are one of a kind you are wonderfully and fearfully made now you can mass produce a product you can mass produce toyota you can mass produce toothpick you can mass produce anything you can mass produce even the rarest cars okay maybe you can produce like even rose royce though it's not mass produced like a toyota but what i'm saying in a sense is that god took his time to create you as if he was not going to create any other human being he can create okay this is something that somebody has created he's so proud of it it's like his masterpiece and this is what he shows to the world you know a carpenter wants to create a wants to tell the people how good he is so he creates or yeah he, he creates or produces a chair that it's so beautiful he puts it in his showroom so anybody that is passing it's like the height of his intelligence it's like the height of his skills it's detailed he went to the best and he, he did the best in order to produce that chair and he puts it in his showroom so anytime somebody passes he looks at it can you make a chair like this for me and most of the time he might not be able to make up to that standard 
that he made that shares his masterpiece that shares the height of his intelligence the height of his skill the height of his patience he puts in all he has all he has into making that chair but you know what if he has to produce 1000 of that chairs do you think he's going to be able to focus enough attention and energy on making 1000 on the uh, uh, sorry do you think he's able to put as much energy and focus that he puts in making that one chair in making 1000 on that chairs he's a man so definitely the chairs will will not be as perfect as the first one or as his masterpiece but you know when god created you he created you as a masterpiece he didn't create you like mass produced he created you like he was not creating any other person again he was not creating any other human being again so he put the best in you he put the best he took out his time to fashion your life he took out his time to fashion your mind took out his time to fashion your blood cells to fashion everything you are a masterpiece i mean masterpiece i read it somewhere that when god created us the mode he used to create us he he destroyed it he probably asked the angels to destroy it so that nobody maybe so that they will not use he will not make use of that mode to create another person again (laughs) now that is on the jovial note but what I'm saying in essence is that there will only be one you. One you. One you. There is never going to be anybody on the face of the earth that will ever be like you. It could be your it could have the same height. You could have so many similarities. But you can never have another you. You can never in fact you can probably even have the same DNA. I mean the same, yes, even the same DNA. But it's not even possible. But I'm just saying, even to the extent to which you could be similar to somebody, you can only be similar, but you will always be different. There will always be that thing that is different about you. And that is the extent to which God has gone to create us. God put a dimension of himself in you that no other human being carries. It is only you that bear that dimension. It's only you that carry that dimension. Mike Mudok, a mentor I respect so much, talks a whole lot about wisdom. And he said, Wisdom is the ability to recognize time, to recognize people, differences in people, differences in times. And one time he said, Wisdom or self confidence is the ability to recognize God's difference in you. What makes you unique is your difference, is that thing special that God has put in you. And the, real, the moment you realize that uniqueness, that special thing in you, you no longer fear. You feel confident in your ability, in God's ability in you, in God's dimension in you. I want you to know that you are the short of the world. You are a reward to somebody. You are somebody's prayer point. Somebody is praying for a breakthrough. All the breakthrough is praying for, you are that answer to that breakthrough. The moment you show up in that person's life, that person's prayer point is answered. You are a reward to somebody. Somebody has been laboring for God. Somebody has been doing a whole lot. All that person needs for his labor to show is you. That moment you realize that I am special. I am not just anybody. I am one of a kind. 
I am real. I am real. Just imagine if something happened now and all the Rolls Royce in the world begin to vanish and remain one. You can imagine the value that will be placed on that remaining one because it's the one of the kind. It's the last remaining one. Just look at it that way. You are special. You are special. And I don't know if I should call us an endangered species because there can never be anyone like you. The moment you you cross, you die, that, that is all. That is all. That is all. So, you are special. You are the sort of the world. Just have that in the back of your mind that I'm special. I'm unique. So, do not allow somebody's negative feelings to put you down, to make you feel like a second-class citizen. You're a first-class all the way. God is a king. You know, the Bible said in the book of Psalm that ye are God. You are a God. You are not a demigod. You are a God. So let us have that in the back of our mind. I want us to also understand that our experiences, our giftings, our chances, our background serves a greater purpose. Everything comes together to give an effect that no other person can ever give. Do we understand that? In the sense that all that God has made us go through, all the dealings of God in our life, is so that we can be a reward to somebody. That is somebody somewhere that is in need of the experiences that you've had. There is somebody that is currently battling with a situation, with a challenge that you've battled years ago. You've won it. You've conquered it. So you are, you are an authority on that subject matter. Somebody needs it desperately somebody is clinging to last straw of life and unless you show up that person will will probably drown what am i saying in essence is that god has put in you solution god has put in you depth god has put in you god has invested massively for instance i make mention of the chair or the masterpiece of a carpenter the carpenter has invested massively into that chair. His time, his resources, his energy, he has invested a whole lot. So also has God invested in you and I. He has invested so very much. And just the same way the carpenter is expecting his chair. He can't sell that chair. That chair is invaluable. So he's expecting that chair to attract more chairs, to attract more businesses. He invested in that in that chair is expecting returns. So God is also expecting returns on us. My Moreau will say, die empty. Do not allow fear to make you go to heaven full, full of potentials, full of solutions. Man, heaven doesn't need the potentials. Heaven is not in need of cure to coronavirus or HIV. Heaven is perfect. Everybody has a perfect health there. Heaven is not in need of something that will make us to teleport from point A to point B. Everybody can. You can probably be wherever it is that you want to be just by thinking about it. So if there is an invention that has to do with how we can teleport from here to the United States of America with that visa, man, it is, it is, it is needed right now. It is written there. An average Nigerian needs one anyway. Want to travel to out of the world but then the solution to nigeria's problem lies in what in fact lies in horse nigeria doesn't have a problem greater than itself.
but greater than its people. We are the solution to Nigeria's problem. So God has put inside of you a solution. But because you have not recognized God's ability in you, because if you, the moment you recognize God's ability in you, you feel more confident. You feel God has put something special in me. So you can't talk me down. God has put something special in me. So I'm no longer scared of the unknown. God has put something special in me. So I'm no longer to, I'm not I'm not going to be fearful of rejection. Yes, you might reject my idea now. My idea might look like might make me look like a madman. But when my ideas triumph, man, I'll be on top. So recognition of God's ability in you gives you confidence. Gives you confidence. So heaven is perfect. Heaven don't need solution to Nigeria's epileptic power supply. That is constant. In fact, we don't need power supply in heaven. We don't make use of hydro. We don't make use of solar. We make use of the glory of God. And that can never, nothing can affect it. Nothing can affect it. So, my dear listeners, let's release our anchor and let it slowly drift to the sea with the guardians of the Holy Spirit, with the guardians of our captain. So, you might ask yourself, what if I fail? Congrats if you fail. Some never even tried. So, failure can just be seen as the tuition fee for success. Failure is something that I think I would love to have rather than not try at all. If you are addressing Atikwa Baka, you address him as the former vice president and former presidential aspirant. Imagine if you had sat in his house in Yola and he had never contested. You would never address him as a presidential aspirant. He tried, even though he lost. And if he keeps trying, he probably would win. Buhari lost several times. Eventually he won. If he had said, okay, I had lost, now I'm not going again. I failed. Please, it is better we try. And we fail, even if we fail. I was reading it some times ago that it was... Da Vinci sketched an helicopter about 450 years ago. But Da Vinci couldn't wait or couldn't bring into reality his dream, his sketch. It was just in his sketch. Then some 450 years ago, Igor Sikorsky, that's I think in the year 1939, developed an helicopter. He built an helicopter. And I am super sure that he worked on the ideas. Of da Vinci so da Vinci didn't really feel someone might ask me that okay what if I go what if I release the hanker and I sail into the open sea of uncertainties what if I die man every one of us will die it's just that make sure that your death is for a reasonable cause it's for an honorable cause even if you die fighting, what you fight for will never die. Martin Luther King, Kentaro Wiwa, Gandhi, the names, I can keep calling names. The just causes they died for never or will never die. It will keep, it will, it will, it has immortalized their name. What's the sense of living up to a hundred years and there's nothing? I was reading an obituary sometimes ago and it was cast. It was like the children really did a whole lot of mental work to write almost about half a page of what their father did. I was really sad because all he did was he went to school. After school, he got married in 1970. 
1975 thereabouts then there was nothing again until 2006 he retired and i felt okay between 1975 and 2006 was it that there was nothing happening in his life that is worth writing about it's not as if he tried something and he failed and it's you even write it there okay baba tried to contest for presidency and he failed if he had done something worthy of writing you would have put it there even if you failed so what i'm saying in essence is that let us have confidence in god's ability in us we know that our life know that your life literally depends on you sailing into the open sea don't deny the word the beauty the innovations the inventions the song the spoken word the write-up the the recipe the solutions that god has put inside of you that god has put deep inside of you because of fear so my advice this morning just release your anchor and let it seal let it seal have confidence in god's ability in you you are special you are unique you are wonderful you are not you are one of a kind you are not even a rare bead because you are the only breed you are you are not a rare gem because you are the only gem it is only you no other person you are not you are not mass produced you are, you are the only masterpiece so take it have a very beautiful day